Hey everyone, Jason Shappert here, and you're listening to the CFI Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. When is the last time you did a spin? Or better yet, when is the last time your CFI did a spin? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com. Thank you for listening to the CFI podcast today. The CFI podcast today is brought to you by our CFI partner program where we actually pay you. Anytime you send a student of yours that purchases an online ground school membership or one of our 10 best-selling aviation flight training books, we write you a check. If you want to learn more about how that works, you don't have to have any inventory. We handle everything. All you have to do is refer your students to m0a.com. We track everything and you can see it as well. You can log into the online ground school as a CFI and see how your students are doing. Hey, how's Joe doing on his written test prep? So-and-so's getting ready for their check ride. Have they really been in the online ground school watching the videos I've asked them to? Well, now you can keep an eye on them and make sure they're doing the homework you want them to do and scoring the appropriate scores as they prep for their FAA written test and certainly for their check ride. If that's something that interests you, email Scott. Scott is our director of sales and marketing here at M0A.com and heads up that CFI partner program. His email is scott at m0a.com. S-C-O-T-T at m-z-e-r-o-a.com. Scott at m0a.com. Let's talk about spins and really the art of spinning. And I want to start with a question. If you are a CFI, and you're in the business, you've been a CFI for more than two years, and you're, you're able to create future CFIs. Keep in mind, you can't become a new CFI and instantly start giving out other CFI certificates. You have to be a CFI for at least two years. If you're a CFI, and you're in the business of creating another CFI, when is the last time you did a spin? Maybe you're an aspiring CFI. Let's flip that question on its head. When is the last time your CFI did a spin? Now, spins are not scary, nor are they inherently dangerous. All, of course, when done correctly. I just want to bring up some concerns, like the questions I pose. I like to ask powerful, thought-provoking type questions like that, like when's the last time your CFI did a spin, so we can do those all correctly. If you are a CFI and have another CFI candidate, and haven't done it, and the last time you did spins was when you went to become a CFI, you yourself needs to go get current doing spins. And you need to go up with someone else who has spin training experience. If you look in your logbook, and the only time or the last time you did spins is when it was required, you need to go get some more experience in the spin department. There's plenty of upset recovery schools or qualified CFIs to help you out in that regard. Spins are fun. Spins are great when done properly and done correctly. Now here, I got two two bits of beef with spins though. First off, I make the majority of my private 
pilot, certainly my instrument pilot candidates, practice spins. At least practice some deep turning stalls. But mostly, we'll, we'll, I'll let them get into a spin. Here's why. Because I'm required as a private pilot, let's say, to, to verbally state the spin recovery procedures. I'm not required to demonstrate a spin, though. In fact, the only time I'm ever required to demonstrate a spin is to become a CFI and to get that spin endorsement when moving forward as a CFI. How crazy is that? I can become a private instrument commercial pilot, have 200, 300 hours, and have never done a spin. I think that's a little bit crazy. Now, here's my other little bit of beef in regards to spins. You could be doing all your training in a, a beautiful SR20, SR22, a diamond. I don't know what, what you're flying. Those aircraft have a big placard that says spins prohibited. So maybe I'm working on my CFI and my Cirrus. I did my, I did my instrument in my Cirrus. I did most of my commercial with the exception of the complex stuff in my Cirrus. And all of a sudden, I need to get my spin endorsement. What am I going to get my spin endorsement in? Well, chances are you're going to go get it probably in the school's old 172, 152, whatever it is that's been sitting in the corner for a while that you're not even proficient in yourself. So now you're going to go do a maneuver that you've never done. That The last time your CFI might have done them was, you know, back when they became a CFI in an airplane that neither of you are too terribly proficient in. Doesn't that sound like a bad idea? Just throwing that out there, just little things like that to think about. Be safe, have the higher personal minimums, go get proficient in that airplane first. You've spent so much time learning the flight characteristics of your Cirrus, of your Diamond, whatever you're flying, that you may not be so proficient in the airplane you're about to go do a maneuver that you have never done before. Sounds a little bit crazy. Here's my spin rules, though, for you. The student and the CFI are to do a weight and balance. I usually do it like a little bit of a competition. Like, let the student do his or her weight and balance, then I, the CFI, do my weight and balance. We see who gets closest, gets most accurate, see the difference between the two numbers. But most importantly, we're making sure we're both in what? We both come up with numbers that show us in what category? The utility category. I can't be in the normal category and go do spins, can I? Why is that? Well, now we lead into CFIs a great lesson on weight and balance. Because we can be in the normal category and have a slightly aft CG. I don't want an aft CG when practicing spins. In fact, I want my CG to be as forward as possible. That's why we have the utility category. I need to be in the utility category in regards to my weight and balance to do spins. It's a more forward CG. Makes for an easier recovery. This CFIs is your great time to talk about weight and balance, to educate them on an AFCG. Yes, they know an AFCG is bad, but do they know why and do they know it well enough to teach it and instill why to their students? After all, you're creating the future educators of aviation. It's important to instill that in them. 
CFI spin rule number two. Make sure the airplane is clean. When I say clean on the inside, I mean no pens, no gats jars, fuel sticks, handheld radios, all that sort of stuff. Now, you know I love flying my handheld radio. I don't bring, I bring the bare minimum. Whatever it takes to go up and be legal. If I need my iPad to be legal, sure, bring it, but throw it in the glove box. The bare minimum to be legal. Because when I'm doing these spins, I don't need pens flying around all around us. I don't need flight bags bouncing all around the back. Really, I don't want any weight towards the back. I take tow bars out. A lot of times I fly with a survival kit with oil in the back. I take all that sort of stuff out. I want the airplane empty for doing spins. Fly as minimal as possible. Now, that being said, on a spin lesson, I do just that. I only do spins. We go up, we do our spins, we don't do anything else, we come straight back. Because I wasn't prepared to do anything else. I didn't bring my iPad. I didn't bring my handheld radio. If something were to go wrong, I just wanna do spins, get them done and come right back. Because I've only brought the bare essentials. Keep the airplane clean, go up, do just what you need to do, come straight on back. That's what I do with my spin lessons. Now, remember too, how hard spins are on our airplane. Spins are very hard on the gyroscopic instruments inside your airplane. Our poor attitude indicator, our poor DG or heading indicator are gonna be spinning like crazy, tumbling like crazy, and that is, it's very, very hard on those instruments. Don't be surprised if you land and the attitude indicator is still kind of out of whack and stuck in a certain position or the, the DG, the heading indicator, really isn't holding heading very well. Don't be surprised because you just shook the snot out of them and it's going to take a little bit of time for them to reset, especially if they're older and kind of on their way out anyways. It's very hard. So that being said, I usually do a spin to the left, spin to the right. I let the student do a spin to the left, a spin to the right. Assuming they got it, that's great. We've done four spins, and I call a spin, I like to do at least three rotations. I think they require you to do at least three rotations. I do one left, let them follow me on the controls. I do one to the right, let them follow me on the controls, and they do the same thing, one left, one right. You could even do, I do one left, you do one left, I do one right, you do one right. It doesn't matter how you do it, but you need to show spins in each direction because based on what that propeller is doing out there and some airplanes break harder one way than they do the other each airplane is different Cherokee 140 with that Hershey bar wing has a heck of a break to it compared to a 172 or even even its big brother like a warrior or an archer totally different spin characteristics if you have vortex generators the characteristics are going to be so different if you know, truly impossible to spin in some cases, but each direction. And mandatory guys, minimum 5,000 feet AGL minimum. So it better be a clear and 10 beautiful day to go do your spins. 
5,000 feet AGL minimum. Make sure the airplane is clean. Make sure you're in the utility category. Understand how bad an aft CG is. I want that forward CG. Fly with just the bare essentials to be legal. I don't need pens flying around that airplane. Spins each direction. Remember, spins are hard on your gyros, so baby those poor things. And a minimum of 5,000 feet AGL. And ask yourself this question. If you're the CFI, when's the last time you did a spin? You might want to go get some proficiency training before you yourself go teach spins. If you're the applicant in this case becoming a CFI, ask your CFI, when's the last time you did spins? And you might give them a little nudge like, hey, maybe you should go do some training before you teach me how to do spins since it's been two, three, four years since you've done them. Guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this CFI podcast. If you're not an M0A.com CFI partner, you should be. I want to write you a check each and every time one of your students purchases a product from M0A.com. We'll also get you included in our database where we can refer you out to our online ground school members when they're looking for CFIs in your area. Again, email Scott. Scott at m0a.com to check it out. Learn more about that. Tell Scott you're a listener of the CFI podcast and he'll take good care of you and get you all set up in there. It's no cost to you to get set up. Guys, thanks so much for all you guys do. Thank you for making aviation a better place by bettering yourself as a flight instructor. That means just so, so much to us. Guys, enjoy the rest of your day. And most importantly, remember... Good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See ya.